Hey everybody, welcome back to Is That Too Dark? I'm Nikki. And I'm Kaylin. And it's Sunday. It's a Sunday. Wow, what are we so sad about? <laughs> it's a God's day. day. You're right, we're in God's country doing God's work on God's day. Yeah, this is definitely what God had intended for everyone to listen to his true crime on his day. Yeah. So after church, turn up the volume. Before church. After Bef- church. On the way to church and then on yeah. the way to lunch Actually, after just church. listen to it while you're at church, too. Put in your AirPods and cancel out God and tune into our cult. That's us. That's us. I'm going to be a cult leader by the end of this year, I think. So excited for you. Anyways. What a great opportunity. It's time. It's time for your dark news. It is. So I'm going to tell you about Ashley Wadsworth. She looks very pretty in this picture I'm looking at. She's beautiful. She was a 19-year-old who was found stabbed to death in the home of a man that she not only met online, but she moved in with him. So this was her first time ever leaving Canada. Um, She moved on a whim, I guess, to... um, chelmsford england that's a big move on tuesday which would have been february 1st um and police say that her boyfriend is responsible for killing her she literally had never left canada but she met jack seppel online and he lived in the uk so first red flag is that his name is jack right so she moved in with um moved in with him had they met before no just online this was their first time ever seeing each other According to your article, they met in November. Yeah, she moved in November. She moved there in November, and things were going well. But on Tuesday, February 1st of 2022, her body was found in Jack's bed. She had been stabbed to death, and Jack was allegedly lying in the bed next to her body. Please don't tell me he was alive. He was alive. They think he's charged with her murder. They think he's responsible. I was just hoping, like, he also was dead next to her. No. Like, a murder-suicide. So, was he just sleeping when they found him? Or was he just laying there? It doesn't really specify. I imagine the way they worded it is that he was laying in the bed, but not necessarily asleep. So... That's fucking gross. Neighbors had called the police after hearing, like, a domestic disturbance in the home. Um, And when police arrived on the scene, they found... Ashley dead, Jack in the bed with her, and they arrested him and charged him with her murder. That is foul. Um, you know, this is my, my this was my mom's worst nightmare when I was twelve: meeting someone online and getting murdered. Yeah, and allegedly they haven't really established a motive yet. Which, as of the time of this recording, it's only been four days since the charges right, were brought. Right, but it's coming out later, so there might be more. Yeah, but he's we're pre-recording again. Look at us. Look at us. This is women. Um, but allegedly he's going to be held in custody until his next hearing. Um, no bail or anything. The authorities are actually still trying to track down surveillance footage or like if you have ring camera footage or stuff like that. Um, so if you have any of that information, it would go to the Essex police at essex.police.uk. Um, but do, yeah. do they have any like, because has anyone spoken out about how the relationship was? No, the only thing they've really said... Does he have a neck tattoo? He has a neck and an under eye tattoo. Wow. Um, And she's Mormon. 
Oh, we didn't yeah. mention that. Oh, I thought I said it. I think you I said it at the beginning. But anyway, just to nail that in, she was a 19-year-old Mormon teenager who had oh, never so left like, yeah. Canada. Um, so innocent. But all of... I, this is a People article, and it just says, like, they posted vid, uh, photos and videos from, like, tourist locations, having dinner, smiling. No one really reported anything, like, She off. looks so happy. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, that's that's that for now. We'll definitely keep following it. Oh, that's really it. sad. It is very sad. Wow. This actually kind of perfectly goes into my case for today, though. Yeah. Alexa Sharkey. Are you ready? I or do you have anything ready. else to say? I think that's it. All right. Let's get to it. So, today I'm going to tell you about Alexis Sharkey. But before she was Alexis Sharkey, she was Alexis Lee Robinolt. Um, she was born on January 25th, 1994 in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania girl. She grew up in Northwest Pennsylvania with her parents, Michael, Stacy, and she had two younger sisters. Growing up, Alexis participated in sports and was a member of the National Honor Society. Her family said that she always wanted to learn. She was always seeking to know more about everything. She was a very deep thinker, according to literally everybody. She was very active in high school. She played sports. She was popular. She was like the it girl is from, this is what I've gathered. And if you look at pictures of her, I could definitely see her in high school being the it girl. She's like beautiful, brunette, tall, like definitely did not have an awkward stage. I feel like. So she graduated from high school in 2012 and went to the University of Pittsburgh. She triple majored. Which I wrote, is that possible, question mark? I mean, it is, but <laughs> like, goddamn. I could barely single major. She <laughs> triple majored in biology, nutrition, and psychology. And according okay. to her friends, was so interested in those subjects. Like, it wasn't like, oh, if I do this and this, this is the end goal. She really was genuinely passionate about all three. She did super well. Um, so well, she was one of the top students in her class when she graduated in 2016. And her goal in life was to become a doctor. But after college, she was very worn out, very tired of the school thing. She needed a break. So she was like, what's a better way to take a break, you know, a gap year, than moving. So she moved to Odessa, Texas, and got a job at a restaurant called Twin Peaks. Now I'm, it's like the middle of America Hooters. Yeah. 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 Twin Peaks. I've, yeah. I've never been to one, but I do know that's the general vibe. Yeah. So she fit right in because she's a beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, and I think I was kind of wondering to myself, like, why she didn't try to get a job in her career field, because even though she wants to be a doctor, I was wondering why, but from all accounts that I've gotten, and we'll talk about later too, she's very social, and I think she probably saw this as a way to make friends, and making friends, she did, and she genuinely really seemed to enjoy her job. She was making very good money anyways, because she's super friendly, beautiful, and, um, makes really good tips. So she had literally frequent customers that would come in and be like, I want to sit in Alexis's section, would come in when Alexis was working. Like, that's just who she was. One of these frequent customers was named Tom Sharkey. Last name sound familiar, everybody? Wow. So he was a regular, and he was liked by everyone there. Like, everyone knew who, how Tom was, but Tom liked Alexis from the start. I don't think he, like, I think he was always a customer there. I don't think it was like, oh, he went in one day and then just started frequently going in. I don't think he was creepy in that way. Now, Tom, he's built, honey. I mean, if you're, have you ever seen a picture of him? No. Let's he's see. built. Go ahead and look him up while I continue to talk about him. He, I, not from my account, was a bodybuilder, but he looks like a bodybuilder. 
Um, so he, like I said, looks like he's a regular at the gym. Looks like he eats a lot of protein. He's super tall. He has a beard. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, beautiful couple, right? Definitely. So at the time of meeting, Alexis was in her mid-20s and Tom was in his mid-40s. So there is that age gap. I'm not knocking that at all. Um, and he had been married previously and had kids from the previous marriage. But Tom was super successful. Um, he worked in the oil industry and his job allowed him to travel a lot, which was very appealing to Alexis. And she loved to travel and she really was interested in Tom. From all accounts, he's super outgoing, super funny. And they hit it off right away. So they started dating. Um, they were going on dates, traveling, and all that kind of stuff. So Alexis started to be like, okay, I want to continue to travel with Tom, get all these opportunities. But I can't really do that while I'm waitressing, right? So... She's like, how can I improve my life? How can I make more money? How can I have a more flexible schedule? She became a girl boss. She started selling Monet, which is a hair care line. And she had actually been using the products for a while. Really liked how they made her hair feel. So she was the perfect testimonial for this company. Now, Monet is very much a multi-level marketing business. Um, but you know, in all reality, a lot of industries are. So it's one of those things where it's like, you're either really good and you're successful or you're really not successful, right? Alexis was very successful. Within a month, she made enough to quit her jobs at Twin Peaks and her other side jobs. She was working and fully focused on it. She eventually worked her way up to being an executive director, which according to the Monet website, can make $400,000 or more a Hot year. damn. So she's making good money. Um, and I think she knew how to make the money. I think she knew how to market herself. She was so active on Instagram and really understood how to work the app. At the time of her death, she had over 20,000 followers. Obviously, she has a lot more now, but at the time of her death, she had that many followers. Um, and if we look at her Instagram pictures, she definitely understands if I take a picture on a beautiful beach, I'm going to get more likes. And all of her captions were about how this is all possible through her company. You could do it too. Very motivating. Like she definitely knew how to be an influencer, knew how to be a girl boss on Instagram. So, do, 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 do. in 2019, Alexis and Tom were engaged, got engaged and moved to Colorado. Again, from all accounts, everyone's super happy. Her family really likes Tom. They were not at all phased by the age gap. They're not all phased by his past. They seemed very, very happy. They moved to Colorado because they wanted to explore. Like I said, Alexis can work from anywhere at this point. Tom's job seems pretty flexible as well. They explored a lot in Colorado and put a lot of videos on YouTube. So you can catch those on YouTube. And then they actually got married in a courthouse in Colorado in December of 2019. So at this time, Alexis was 26 and Tom was 49. And I guess at that age, it's not that, like, objectionable. I mean... I don't have any issue with age gaps as long as they're both legal and not like 18 and 40, you know? Right. But like I said, they seemed very happy. Alexis seemed very mature for her age and it seemed to be going super well. So I think at this point they were married, but Alexis decided she no longer wanted to live in Colorado um, and they wanted to go back to Texas. Again, I think Alexis is a big social community person and moving to Colorado, although she had Tom, it didn't seem like they had a ton of other friends. So they did a long road trip back to Texas, which again is vlogged and on YouTube. They look super happy in these vlogs, but they're newlyweds, you know, they're in this very honeymoon high. Um, and they took this like 20 day road trip as their honeymoon and they had like a little cat and it was really cute. Um, once Alexis got back to Texas, she worked on creating new friendships. And according to all her friends, like I said, she was so happy. Like that's literally the whole vibe. I keep saying it because 
everyone is like, she was so happy. She actually found a group of friends on Bumble, like the friend BFF part. Right. She met a girl who introduced her to those friends. And then she had Monet friends and they all became a group. So it was like a mixed group of friends, but they all really liked each other. And they all hung out all the time. They were on the group chats. Alexis was on her phone all the time. They were always in communication. But something that is kind of weird, I think a lot now in hindsight, is that Alexis never really talked about her relationship with Tom. Like, she never really disclosed. Tom would come around sometimes, but Tom was very kind of just, like, background in Alexis's life with her friends. Um, like, he would come and, if they were at her house, have dinner, but he would never really go out of his way to hang out with all of them. Now, I don't know if it's because... In my opinion, it seems like a girl group and not like all the husbands or boyfriends are involved. Well, and he was so much older. Like, and he was a lot older. What 42-year-old man wants to sit 40, and listen? I think he's 49. Sorry, 49-year-old man wants to sit and listen to a bunch of 20-somethings talk about hair or well, he their interests. In my opinion, you know? he could have been spending time with his kids. He right. could have been working. But it does seem like Alexis very much made these two different parts of her life because her friends literally said yeah we knew him in passing but we didn't know that much about him but if they were doing a big thing with all the boyfriends he would come um and he but he wouldn't be around for super duper long but again there were no red flags she never confided in them in anything anything so everything seems perfect um the month of november of 2020 the pandemic was happening um but she was alexis was a traveling girl um, she went to Mexico, Tulum, Mexico. First, she went on a trip to Martha, Texas in November, and then she went to Tulum, Mexico. In all these Instagram pictures, it does not appear that Tom is there, but it does kind of seem like work trips. Um, her friends were there, beautiful pictures, and again, the captions are very much like, I'm working for my phone on this trip. You can do it too. Right. Um, so everything seems fine, according to Instagram, and I'm just basing this off of Instagram. She returned home to Tom right before Thanksgiving, um, and the last time Alexis talked to her mom was a day before Thanksgiving on November 26th. Alexis hadn't been home to visit her family in over a year. And her mom was really pushing that she come to visit. And her mom did say later, it was very odd that she had not visited, but they kind of chalked it up to the pandemic. Right. But again, in my opinion, if you're going to Texas and Mexico, you can go to Pennsylvania to visit your family. So that could be kind of a red flag in hindsight. I think in the moment, you're 26, you're doing a lot of things. Right. Like I'll go somewhere before I go home to visit my family too. You know, it's being a 20-year-old. Right. Um, so Alexis was like, okay, mom, I'll come home for Christmas. Me and Tom will come. It'll be great. Her mom was like, great. Um, sounds good. So they talked before, the day before Thanksgiving, but they didn't talk the day of Thanksgiving. They texted, but it wasn't much of, I mean, they're all busy. You know, Thanksgiving is a busy day. If you're not together, you're not really going to like call and talk long term on the phone. So the next day is Thanksgiving, November 27th, and she actually went to spend Thanksgiving with one of her best friends. Tom did not come with her. Again, no one really chalked it up to anything weird, um, but Tom wasn't there, and it would have been the couple's first Thanksgiving. So kind of weird that they're not together, but again, no one really knows what Tom was doing from my research. Maybe he was with his kids. You know, they never really mentioned the kids much in this, but he does have kids from a previous marriage, so I don't know. So then that night, Alexis gets picked up from her friend's house and went to a bar. And about 3 a.m., she went back to her friend's house, got in her car, and went home. And that's the end of the night. Now, on Friday, November 27th, um, you know, it's Black Friday. This is a very busy day if you live in America. Um, everyone's getting the deals, the steals and the deals. And what would Alexis be doing on Black Friday? 
Promoting her business. Promoting her business, right? She should be glued to her phone, pushing her business. Obviously, they had deals. And I'm going to really hound this, but Alexis was always on her phone. Everyone says, there. you texted Alexis, she would get back to you like that. Like, super fast. There was never a time she wasn't on her phone. Alexis did not post at all on Black Friday. But... She was on her phone. And we know this because she texted her girls. um, And she was like, does anyone want to go out? And everyone was like, no, we're busy. We're with family. We're doing this. We're doing that. But we could all make plans for Saturday. So she's like, cool. Um, Sounds good. Her friends made plans to go to the same girl I believe she spent Thanksgiving with um, to have a movie night. Everyone agreed. And Alexis was like, great. That was about 6.30 p.m. And that was the last time anyone ever heard from Alexis. A few hours later, Tom texted Alexis's friend's boyfriend asking him if he or his girlfriend had heard from Alexis. The boyfriend's name is John. He thought it was weird because Tom doesn't really reach out to any of them or really ever has. So he calls Tom. Tom was like, hey, me and Alexis got into an argument. She left the house barefoot, jumped the fence and sped off in a black car. And I've actually not seen her since. Interesting. So let's process this story, right? This was a 45-minute conversation that he had with his friend. Well, with his, Alexis's friend's boyfriend. So, this is where it starts to get confusing because from this call, it seems like no one, nothing came of it. No one contacted anyone. This was Tom's first story. So, this is like, okay, we've heard this story. Then he would later say, and I think this was may have been all the same conversation or may have been like soon after, that... Um, she wasn't barefoot, but she was wearing running shoes, and he chased her in the black car, and he followed her around for two hours, but then couldn't track her down, and then didn't know what happened to her, um, but sat in a gas station thinking of what to do because he was chasing her in the car, but couldn't find her. I mean, there are so many stories Tom tells. It's all, either she left on foot, she didn't leave on foot, she was barefoot, she had shoes. He can't keep the story straight. He chased her down, but couldn't find her. He didn't chase her down and let her go. She left with someone random. She went on her own. Tom has a lot of stories. Interesting. I'm just getting very strong, like, Chris Watts vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where he, I think, assumed that he would... I don't get it. Because it's like, if one person believes one side of your story, why are we changing the story? Right. Like, why... You don't need to further it. The more details, I feel like, that are in a story, the more we like... Like, okay, you're barefoot. She hopped a fence. Why wouldn't she just go out the front door? Right. One. Well, why did she feel the need to run away from you? So now and why you're like are you hopping a fence? Like, right. She can't open the gate if she's going out the back door, but she's barefoot. It's November in Texas. Right. Then she gets in a random black car. Then she doesn't get in a random black car and just goes off on foot. Then she he actually follows her in his car, but can't find her. But for two hours, follows her and didn't her. take down a plate number and no. didn't doesn't know anything else about this car other than it's black. Yeah. And this is all very fishy. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting the same vibe. So, Saturday morning, November 28th, Alexis and her friends are like, beep, 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 or Alexis' friends in the group chat. They're they're texting away. They're like, all right, girlies, you ready? We're going to have a movie night, da, 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 da. Everyone's like, yep, I'll be there. Um, everyone except Alexis. So, her friends are like, ding, 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 already. They're like, her friend, I think, by 1230 went over to her house. Like, that's how much they're like, Alexis is on her phone all the time. Now, at this time where Alexis's phone is going off, Tom's also busy. He is being a girl boss, too. Um, Tom has, at this point, contacted Alexis's parents and says, hey, I can't find Alexis. I haven't spoken to her or seen her since the night before. He's also starting to contact her friends. Um, so 
he does tell some of them about an argument. Some of them he just asks where she is. And everyone is like, I don't know. We have not seen her. But he hasn't contacted her closest friends, the ones that are making the plans for the movie night. None of them get contacted by Tom. So in my opinion, he's being very selective of who he's contacting. To make it look like, it almost feels like he's trying to make it look like he's reaching out. Right. So at 8 a.m., at the same time, a Houston city worker found a deceased new woman in her mid-20s. Everyone describes that as being in the bushes, but the worker has later said, no, I saw feet sticking out kind of in the road, and then she was just kind of out in the open. The body he found was in the open, but the body he honestly thought at first was a mannequin because the body was so clean. Like, he said this body was pristine, looked like they had just gotten out of the shower, and there was no injuries on her, on the body they found. So there was no ID, obviously, because she was nude. So he called his boss and was like, what do I do? They call the police. The police come and are actually great on the police. They waste no time taping off the scene and begin to investigate. But like I said, they didn't identify the body right away because there was no ID. Um, the body was found four miles away from Alexis's home. Okay. So Stacy, Alexis's mom, had, again, no idea at this point where her daughter was. So she's posting on Facebook that her daughter is missing and told anyone in the Houston area to be on the lookout. At around 1230, Tanya, which is Alexis's best friend, the one that she met on Bumble BFF, she was the one that was actually planning the movie night. And she was like, Alexis has not gotten back to me. This is weird. She was also the one she spent Thanksgiving with. So okay. they're very, very close. And you would think Tom would know that they were very, very close. Right. So all of Alexis's like phone calls at this point are going straight to voicemail. And Alexis's phone is never off. She might take a little bit to reply, but... Every friend, family was like, I could not tell you the last time her phone went straight to voicemail. So she goes to Alexis's and Tom's home, knocks on the door, rings the doorbell, but it appears nobody's home. So she leaves. Hours go by. Alexis's friends have still not heard anything. So they actually go to the police and file a missing persons report around 9 p.m. They also get in contact with Stacy, letting her know that they did this, and they start posting on Facebook alongside Stacy. Remember, a lot of her friends are also in the Monet business, so they are posting a lot, and, you know, in my opinion, it seems like it's a close group, right? So Alexis has all these followers. Well, so do her friends, and they're mutuals. So everyone is really concerned about her, even just people that follow her that don't know her. So this is pretty big on the news. Like, I remember this happening because, you know, it's COVID. So everyone wants... Everyone's bored, and it's right. November of COVID. I remember this being on the news that she was missing. Um, or on, I think it was, like, Twitter or Instagram. So it's now Sunday. Tom goes to the police station um, because, at this point, there has been a missing person report, and the police reach out and say, hey, um, we did find a body. Can you come and identify Alexis? Alexis, or, sorry, Tom identifies the body as Alexis. So within a few hours, her friends and family are notified that she is sadly dead. Um, but Alexis's death at this point is not ruled as anything because there was no injury on her body. At this point, it is a unknown reason. They are, um, you know, investigating, but they could not tell a cause of death at this point. So missing posts are quickly becoming posts of grief and memorial posts, even Tom posts. He says he's so heartbroken and his one true love is gone. You can find screenshots of Tom's posts, um, but they have been deleted from his Facebook. Gotcha. Stacy okay. and her friends, Stacy and Alexis's friends, were quick to do interviews with the media. Like, literally, there are so many posts about 
this right off the bat. So they were all like, we know her death was on an accident. We know something weird happened. Stacy told ABC 13, I do believe she was murdered. Yes, from what I've been able to gather, as well as a mother's gut. I learned very young as a mom to trust my gut. It's not let me down. But at the same time, she is saying like, we love Tom. Tom is great, but we do think something suspicious happened. But at this point, she's not pointing the finger at Tom or really anyone. But of course, the news are like, well, what are, how, how do you feel about Tom? And she's like, oh, we love Tom. Tom was great. We've never had an issue with Tom. So the media are all over the ship, right? She has a large social media presence. The death is mysterious. This shit's everywhere. Everyone in her life really seemed to want this solved, which is why they're talking so much to the media. Um, but Tom, no interviews. There was not one interview in the early days with Tom. Okay. But he is posting how heartbroken he is, so. So I'm not wrong to get the Scott Peterson, Chris Watts. We're not there yet. Vibes. So remember, up until this point, all of Alexis's friends, family, are saying their marriage is great, their relationship is great, and Tom is great. This changes after her body is found with a mysterious death. Her friends start talking, start telling Stacy, start telling the police, start telling the media about what Alexis and Tom's marriage was really like. Alexis apparently had confided in friends that she was planning on divorcing Tom. Um, according to her friends, Tom was very aware of the impending divorce and the couple had actually already separated their finances. Now, remember when she went to Tulum? Yes. So she went to Tulum with her friends um, that November of her death, and she met a DJ named Sebastian. And according to her friends, they hit it off. Now, he's actually a Houston-based DJ, so that's great. Okay. Now, how far their relationship really went is up for debate because her friends say contradicting things, and the only person that really knows is Sebastian and Alexis. Um, Alexis is not here to tell us, and I have not seen anywhere that Sebastian has openly said anything, which I respect. So, but we do know that he was the person that she went to the bar with the night of Thanksgiving. It's also unclear if Tom was aware of the new friendship. If he, Some people say he was and he was fine with it. Some people say he had no idea. And Tom later says that actually Sebastian was the one that she got into the car with the night they got into the argument. That's one of his stories. Remember, another one of his stories. Probably story number 17 at this point. So that's where we have on a Sebastian. We don't know the level of their friendship relationship. I don't think to this day we know. It's not really anyone's business. Um, but people are saying that cracks, there are cracks in the marriage. And remember, Tom is still changing his story, but he is still cooperating with the police. Police really were keeping their shit tight, not saying much to the media. The investigation was just beginning and there were so many unanswered questions. So the media were like, okay, well, what can we do? We can speculate. We're going to decide on our own what happened, right? So here are some of the very great theories the media came up with. Um, we're, they're first deciding cause of death. You know, they're not releasing the cause of death. So how can the media and the true, client, true crime armchair detectives decide? You know, we're going to figure it out. So we do know that there were no visible injuries. And we know she was very clean. Um, so the public starts to speculate what could have happened. Could she have been suffocated, drugged, poisoned? But who would kill Alexis? Who knows? But the media thinks it's Tom. That, that media doesn't care. The media is like, I remember Scott Peterson. I remember Chris Watts. It's Tom. I don't think the age gap is helping with those speculations. 
So they're, they're going all over the place. No one hid this from Tom. I mean, everyone is like, Tom, you did it. According to Tom, he's getting death threats. Um, people are at his house. So he eventually agrees to do an interview. And this interview, it was something. He was, it's a phone call interview, so we can't see his face. But he was very upset. You could tell he was upset. Um, he said he was being constantly harassed on social media. In person, he was being sent death threats. He told the interviewer, though, that Alexis was not who she appeared to be. He said that Alexis was not happy. Alexis was not a positive light behind closed doors. She was stressed and sad, and Tom had to constantly reassure her as her as his as her husband. Right. Tom just had to constantly reassure her that it's you know life isn't that hard. You're actually doing amazing, sweetie. You're the best. So this interview goes on, and the interviewer is like, "Really? Like no one has ever said that Alexis had any issues." With anything and he's like well they just didn't know alexis like i did alexis is my one true love i'm in love with alexis and then he gets really upset and tom just ends the interview and he's like i'm sorry i'm not a jerk never talk to me again and hangs up okay so this interview does not go over well with friends and family of alexis stacy pretty much immediately fired back and told interviewers that alexis did not have any demons like tom was saying she was super positive and she was super happy and she also said she was not aware that Alexis and Tom were having any struggles. And again, that they liked him from the times that they met. So she was very confused about all these claims coming out from friends and also from Tom. Do you know, and it's cool if not, but did anyone ever actually look into like Alexis filing for divorce or contacting anybody like lawyer wise? Not that or, I know of, but okay. I feel like it would have came out and been very clear right. on the articles. I'm thinking no. Um, but these contradicting opinions from now Tom, friends, and Alexis's family, speculation is just ramping up. Right. So December goes by and we hear nothing. January starts and we hear nothing. And we're in 2021 at this point. Alexis had not been laid to rest yet because everyone's still waiting on a cause of death. So they were going to have a memorial, but her friends and family both were like, no, we need to have her body before we have any celebration of life. So they had not had any celebrations of life, but arrangements had been made. So Tom actually becomes next to Ken because he is Alexis's husband. So he has rights to her body. Tom talked to her family and was like, you can have her body. Once it's um, given over to me by the coroner, I will give it to you and we can take her back to Pennsylvania. We'll have a celebration of life. Everyone is super appreciative of Tom. They're like, thank you, Tom. This is great. Um, so mom's making arrangements there, right? Alexis's friends are planning the memorial. They're helping the mom, everything like that. So everything is, we're just waiting on the cause of death. So January 19th, 2021, Alexis's cause of death was officially revealed as strangulation and her death was declared a homicide. This, of course, made everyone, like, it was Tom. It was Tom. Like, there was no other question in anyone's mind. Um, but if you're wondering what her family's thinking, Stacy said, we're going to let the police do their job. We don't have any opinion. That's what they told the public, what they said behind closed doors. I don't know. Now, remember how I just said they had arrangements and everything for the funeral? Yeah. Tom never picked up Alexis's body. Tom actually at this point has stopped talking to Stacy, Michael, and the whole family. And isn't answering calls, isn't answering any, the medical examiner's calls, the police's calls, anything. He's not talking to anyone. So Alexis's body is sitting in a morgue. Still? Yeah. 
No, well, at this point. at this point, okay. Now, Tom is next of kin, so if he is not going to give up the body, the body, in theory, sits. This is obviously very upsetting because they've already been waiting two months for a celebration of life, and Tom had been very cooperative. He's no longer cooperative. So for two weeks, Alexis is staying at the medical examiner's office before the medical examiner was like, I'm done with this. Um, I can't get a hold of Tom. No one can give a hold of Tom. So he switches the next of kin. Thank God for this medical examiner. Um, and gives permission to Alexis's family to take the body. So I thank this medical examiner because I've definitely heard of cases where they never change it and the body just never gets given to the family. So the, Alexis's family was taken home, takes the body home to Pennsylvania. And finally, they have a very small ceremony um, where no media were there, anything like that. But they lay Alexis to rest in January of 2021. So the case is only two months old, but at this time, the case is pretty cold. The police aren't saying anything, um, but Alexis's friends are like, fine, if you're going to be silent, we're not going to be silent. It honestly seems like the less the police are talking, the more her friends are going to start talking. So we already did discuss that potential divorce, right? But let's talk about more of reasons why. Obviously, they're not getting along if they're going to get divorced. But Alexis's friends start saying that Tom was actually very abusive. Um, he would strangle her until she almost passed out. Sometimes this was during sex, which was consensual. Um, but it would go too far because she would pass out. Um, other times it would just be if he felt like it. Like friends were saying that he would just randomly go up to her when they were home. And she would be like watching TV and he would just strangle her until she passed out. Now, Tom's friends are like, oh, we have things to say, too. Um, Tom was previously married with and had two children with someone. His wife had full custody of her kids and actually asked uh, the courts to only give Tom visitation if the visitations were supervised. His friend said that he was very abusive to his ex-wife, even once sending her nudes to her job after a fight. Gross. Yeah. He also had been known to threaten to kill himself. Um, and this actually was just amped up more after Alexis's death. So the cracks are really starting to show. I mean, if you're getting supervised visits with your kids, that could be why one, the kids aren't really ever mentioned. Um, and two, that has to show something. I don't know if that was ever honored, but that is what the wife asked for. So gotcha. Um, and also sending news to someone's job. That's fucked. Disrespectful. That's fucked. Yeah. Um, so now let's say that Tom is innocent. Okay. We've only been talking about Tom, but other people could have done this. So let's th talk about the other theories that the internet is providing. Sebastian. Remember Sebastian? Yeah. Okay. Well, Sebastian could have done it. Now, why sure. would Sebastian do it? He was with her the night of Thanksgiving, and maybe he got angry that she's not leaving Tom fast enough or that she decided she wasn't going to leave Tom. Uh, um, so that could be one of the people, right? And if it's true that he picked her up, that would be the last person to see her. If Tom's story... Five, six, seven, eight, and nine, ten. Sorry, is true. There, there you go. Sebastian would have been the last person to see her. Okay, so say Tom and Sebastian don't do it. Who else could have done it? What about her friends? Right, someone who was jealous of her success with Monette. Or... Her friends could have actually not really been her friends, been fake as fuck, and killed her. Now my thing is, is she spent Thanksgiving with her friends, right. and but a lot of people in the public think, well, why are they talking so much? Yeah. Why are her friends talking more than anybody else? To cover their own fucking tracks. Well, to me, it's more like they don't want to let the story die. But what do I know? <laughs> to cover, you know, if I get murdered and you're talking a lot to the media, I'm going to pin it on you. 
You're gonna hide ghost. You're gonna come back and be like, Kaylin did it, y'all. Yeah, my ghost. All right. Well, you guys heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> Victim advocates? No. The murderers. <laughs> so, and then maybe they're even making up Tom's abuse because they have to have a scapegoat. So let's blame it on Tom, and we were actually the ones to do it. Now, what is the motive behind her friends killing her? Like, literally nothing. Literally nothing. And then the last theory is a stalker. We okay. almost have to have a stalker theory. Oh, with that many followers on Instagram exactly. and everything. Yeah. And her pictures were beautiful. But, you know, she's in bikini. She's doing her thing. Um, nothing wrong with that at all, obviously. But maybe some random crazy stalker found her and killed her. So, the like I said, those are theories. The police have not commented on these theories. The police have not put out any suspects. And Alexis's mom, again, did not share, has not ever shared her opinion. Um, she always stayed firm on the idea that the police will do their work and she will, she's not going to point her finger. So that's all the theories. There's as many theories as are, there's no evidence. There's very little evidence. Um, like I said, her body was extremely clean. Um, and according to the public that the case is dead, the case is cold, nothing has happened. Not true, though. The police were working very hard on the case, and they will later say the reason why they were so quiet about the case is because they didn't want their number one suspect to know that they were looking into him. Right. Which Obviously. is fair. Yeah. So in August of 2021, they attempted to interview Tom, who is now living in Georgia. Actually, something I didn't mention, he moved to Georgia like a few weeks after Alexis's death. He was like, bye, I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's getting hot here. I'm gone. So he moved to Georgia... And um, I think that's when he stopped talking to her family pretty much, too. So he was gone. He was like, peace. So the police were like, hey, we'd love to interview you. We'll come to you. You can come to us. What works for you? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. We can for sure have an interview. But what did he do? Like all good men ghosted. He, yeah. he wasn't going to a fucking interview. He was yeah. like, <laughs> just kidding. Um, so the police were like, hey, ring-a-ding-ding. They finally get a hold of him. And he's like, oh. I don't live in Georgia. What are you talking about? I live in Florida. So he'd moved to Florida. So he's somewhere else. So on September 29th, 2021, the police were like, we actually don't need an interview from you um, willingly because we have a arrest warrant. We have enough evidence finally, and we have an arrest warrant. They were going to arrest him for the murder of Alexis. Police said in a press conference in October of 2021, the investigation determined that Thomas Sharkey, her husband, is the only person who has the means, motive, and opportunity to have committed the murder. So they were like, okay, but where is he? He's in Florida, but we don't know where. He told them, I'm in Florida. Didn't say where. So they eventually figured out that he was staying with his daughter and her boyfriend in Florida. And at first I was like, what? Her, their daughter's that old, but then I remembered he's like 50. So right. that would make yeah. full sense. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot that he was that old when I was researching. And I was like, what? Um, but they were on very hush-hush, down low, that they were coming. Someone tipped him off that they, they were coming. But on October 6, 2021, police knocked on the door of Tom's daughter's house. His daughter answered the door. Tom realized who the, it was, and he ran upstairs. The police run upstairs, but before they could get to him, Tom Sharkey shot himself in the head and killed himself. That's it. That's it. That's the whole story. That's it. I hate to say, like, well, obviously that means he's guilty because it's not obvious. Like, that doesn't mean he's guilty. Maybe it's stress-induced. Maybe it's, you know, like a trauma response to do all this yeah but and i literally looked up like fifteen thousand times what is happening like what 
what's going on now and literally nothing. They're just like, Tom killed himself. The end. Like, that's it. Like, no one has anything else to say. That's... I hate an open-ended story like this. Yeah. But... So, um, if you want to know what, you know, Stacy is saying, because I, again, looked it up just to make sure that in the week that I've researched it, nothing more has come. Stacy um, has sent her condolences to Tom's family, which I think That's shows a classy how great... Move. She just seems very classy. Yeah. Um, she said that she knew the police were going to arrest him, and then they notified her of Tom's suicide, and the direct quote from ABC 13 is, I'm super sorry for Tom's family. It's just such a senseless loss that has happened with my daughter and then him. I'm just sorry for all of that. It has been a horrific year. So, and she said that she was very surprised. And she said, we definitely would give our condolences to Tom's family. They're just as innocent in all of this. I'm sure they're very sad, especially for his daughter, for how that went down. Because remember, they were in... Her house. Her house. Yeah. I just really thought it would end with a trial and that he would come in and make his case. He chose not to go that way. I will admit we have felt that Tom was guilty of this from pretty much the beginning. Loss of life is never good. I do feel like in a way he did serve himself justice. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. And she actually, this is actually really sad. I haven't read this article before right now um it's been obviously 10 months since her daughter's death and she has not been able to retrieve alexis's belongings including clothing family heirlooms and her cats asia jack and smoky um and i guess her cats were all over social media as well she asked tom for her daughter's items in the weeks after she was found dead she said that when he left texas she was told by the apartment manager that tom's friend cleaned out the couple's house and she said it was heartbreaking when everything settled and it was just time for us to get her belongings, the heirlooms that she had. They were our families just to have a touch of her as an adult. Nothing. It's all gone. It was taken from the apartment. We asked Tom for it many times. He would tell us, I'll get it to you. I'm just going through it. Then he ghosted us. We have no idea where any of it's at. We begged him for her cats because they were like her children. We just wanted to have something. We wanted to have something of hers. So, oh, Okay, well, I have more. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. I wish I found this article before I did on my research. But, um, so she, which I love that her family's, like, so open with talking to the media. We had red flags from the beginning because she went missing on Friday. We never heard from Tom until Saturday evening. That was after her friends called the police and he was questioned. He knew we were going to hear about it. Then he called us. He never communicated with us until kind of his feet were against the fire. There, They were ugly conversations, not of, I'm so sorry, I miss her so much, condolences or what we can do. It was nothing like you would expect from someone that was desperate about the loss of his wife. Every conversation was how horrible she was and how wonderful he was. And this was all her fault in some way. So, so sad. And she even said, like, I don't understand why he wouldn't have claimed her body. Um, but obviously, she's grateful that they gave her the body. Um, and she says, looking back, Tom's behavior towards her daughter was incredibly controlling. Probably um, because, you know, she wasn't able to see her family basically from the time that they met or dated. Right. If you think about it. Yeah. And... So, according to this ABC article, which has been very eye-opening for me now, um, which actually, I feel like this, what's this person's name? What is his name? Steve Campion. He's also the one that did the um, interview with Tom and the interviews from when she first went missing. So, I feel like he definitely has, like, a close relationship with the family at this point because every time I look up something, it's at ABC 13. So, thank you, Steve. Um, 
but they are speculating that Houston police will close the case because Tom was their one and only suspect. Wow. And that is that. So besides using ABC 13, I also used Wikipedia. Um, I watched a great video by the queen herself, Kendall Ray, Newsweek, and KHOU.com. And that is it. Also, quick congratulations to Kendall Ray. <gasps> She's having a baby. Yeah, we're big fans of the Lights Out podcast with her husband. Well, I'm fans of all of their podcasts, yeah, but it I was so funny. I need to get on the Kendall Ray train. It was so funny because I was like, oh, you don't know Kendall. And then I was like, wait a minute. You listen to Lights Out. You listen to Josh. It's, it's, it's his wife. And, yeah, yeah. So congratulations to the two of them. I doubt they'll, you know. You know, if you're listening to your listen podcast. Listen to us. But if you do... We yeah. have big love for you guys, and congrats on the newest addition oh my to your gosh, family. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, that is my case for the day. Very sad. I mean, I definitely think Tom did it, obviously. Um, and it's really sad that we actually don't know exactly. Well, we don't know what happened in their marriage, right? And that right. could be a reason why she was so, like, didn't talk about it with anyone. Right. Because if you're putting out the persona that life is perfect and your life could be this great too if you join my girl boss club, like, you're not going to say my husband abuses me. You're not going to say, like, and it's her right not to, you know, but. I mean, yeah, you, no one can say how someone should deal with abuse. And it's one of those things where it's like, who knows if it was just physical, if it was verbal, what it could have been, or if it was just like, you know, small manipulation, small gaslighting, small things like that. Yeah. Abuse doesn't necessarily always have to be like, I think what people think of like physical and all this kind of stuff. It could have just literally been him guilt tripping her anytime she wanted to go home. Him, you know, guilt tripping her on a lot of things. And yeah, if you could just think, oh, that's, I mean, I think, you know, if the only relationships you've ever had are like, kind of fucked up which I feel like when you're in your young 20s that's how a lot of relationships go um so when you finally find someone that treats you so great and he's older and da 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 I mean I don't know I don't know her that well and we never will know the extent of their relationship because the only two parties I could talk about it are both dead this, so yeah. yeah I mean you know in one way it's kind of like Brian Laundry and Gabby Petito right in one way her family doesn't have to sit through a trial but in another way I mean, what is justice? And it, I think it depends on what you believe happens after death. But crazy. It's very sad. Um, and I think it's just sad. It shows who Tom really was when he wouldn't even give them her cats. Because it may sound silly to some people, but I know if I died, my mom would want my cat. Right. You know, and I mean, one, my mom loves my cat. But also, she loves it's, you. Just, it's just a part yeah. of you. Like, I think you know, like, I'm so obsessed with my cat. It seems like Alexis was too. Like, that's such a part of who you are. Definitely. If, I mean, it's something that your child loved and nurtured and took care of, and it's a part of your child. Um, and I think it's probably more important than the heirlooms and the clothes and stuff like that. But I don't know. wonder where their cats are now. Yeah, I know. I Hopefully know. in good homes. Hopefully in good homes. Yeah. I was about to tell you about this really morbid TikTok I saw, but I'm not going to because it's really sad. I mean, you can tell me after. <sighs> no, no, no. It's really sad. I literally watched it and had to go to bed. I was so sad. Um, but that is it from us this week. We hope you are enjoying our new intro and our new outro and our new audio. We finally figured it out, guys. Well, we say kind it of, every I think time. So. I think this is we it. We say that every time. and then, But you know what? It is good. It's bad. It's uh, We're not tech majors, as right. we keep saying. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us through this all. Follow us on Instagram at is that too dark. Tell a friend. And um, just remember, if your friend dies and you speak out, you probably did it, according to some web sleuths. To some. Yeah. To some. But just kidding. Um, also, if Nicole dies, it was me. Absolutely. We already <laughs> knew that was. We already knew that was a given. Right. All right, you guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.